Last year, the Sacramento Kings were historically great offensively. They're no different this year. They run by the Utah Jazz all night long on their way to a 130-114 win. Postcast is next. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz fall to the Sacramento Kings in the opener. 131-14. It was a year ago that the Utah Jazz stunned the Denver Nuggets on the home opener. Everyone hoped the same thing was going to happen tonight. Instead, I'd say this is a vote for continuity and togetherness. The Sacramento Kings last year had a historically great offense, the most efficient offense in the history of the NBA last year, and they didn't change a beat. Their starting lineup is the same as it was last year. Their first few guys off the bench are a lot with the addition of of Vazenkov, and they just played with a with a purpose and a speed and a tenacity, and frankly, they just blew by the Jazz early, and the Jazz never recovered, and this one was never really in doubt. It was 29-21 by the second time out. The Jazz trailed by 8 at the end of 1, by 14 at the half, by 16 at the end of 3, and they lose it 130-114. to 114. And, it, and it definitely was the speed. I mean, these guys play fast. They they get high-percentage shots, and, and Sabonis just does his his works makes everyone better around him. Uh, the Jazz size uh, didn't reward them with too much here tonight. Uh, I think last year the Jazz average height was like six, seven, six, eight, somewhere in there. And with that big front line the Jazz are putting in, wanted to play with tonight, just wasn't fast enough, I think, uh, to defend the um, the early offense of the Sacramento Kings. All right, let's zero in right on the defense because, frankly, at one point tonight, you and I looked at each other and like the Kings are on pace to score 150 points. And we like to eat number 50 this year, but not if somebody else puts it up on the scoreboard with a one in front of it. So, and and the Jazz, at least from our viewpoint, we'll have to go back and rewatch the film, talk to the coach. Staff. Seems as though they gave up a lot of wide open, like what I call zip code threes. Nobody else is in the zip code. What do you think was breaking down there? Well, it's again, it's the speed, the ball movement, and, and then the constant picks that are being set. The Jazz defense was getting caught to the point where the rotation was just out of sync and they couldn't get out and defend and, and, and defend those three-point shots, especially with, with Barnes uh, in, in that first half. So, and, and once they went to the zone, it worked for a few minutes. And for, yeah, and the Jazz got back in the ballgame momentarily. But then, you know, the Kings obviously figures, figures it out and, and the ball movement uh, does the damage. Now, we talked about the speed and, and, and the transition game of the Kings. They only had 15 points in transition as far as fast breaks. But the early offense that they have is what is the killer uh, with guys like Fox and the way they move the ball and get up and down the floor. They get across half court. I mean, it's, yeah. it is the fastest in the league, and there's only a second difference. I asked Will Hardy pregame, like, there's only a second difference between the fastest and the slowest, but, boy, does it feel faster than that. Oh, absolutely. You know, any time, and I think we've talked about this quite a bit last year, pushing the ball and getting it over the timeline in a very quick manner. Those extra two, three seconds that uh, that you add by pushing to getting the ball over the timeline really makes a difference in, in, in your shot selection and the type of shots that you get. Mala is asking, why was Hardy playing so much zone? So the Jazz went to the zone early in the first quarter. It really worked for a while. They stayed in it for like nine, ten minutes, which one of the kind of ongoing questions in the NBA is how long can you stay in the zone before people figure it out? What I actually want to go back and watch, Ron, is the first five minutes. What did Will Hardy see in the first five minutes of the game that said, oh, we got to get in the zone now and we got to stay in it? 
because whatever was happening before that fact was obviously so bad that he didn't want to go back to the man. Well, if I look at my notes here, David, that first half, they were... Well, they, scored, five, they scored 17 points by the first time out. Yeah, and 5 for 11 from the three-point line uh, and, and end up shooting a blistering 50%, if, if I'm correct. And uh, the type of shots that they were getting, you know, Will just wanted to try to put that fire out a little bit. And, and obviously... Barnes was the one that was doing most of the damage. So you, you start to to tinker, tinker rather, and, and with, with your defense, uh, the Kings was just ready for it. I mean, this is a team that's going to – so much offensive pressure, you got to have a pretty good defense in order to slow them down. Right, and until they cleared the bench, they played 13 minutes from Vizenkov, uh, I think about 50. JaVel McGee for 13 minutes – and Chris Duarte, those are the only new guys on their entire roster. Like, their top seven guys are all back and playing and knowing exactly what they want. And they, interesting note given to us before the game by Scott Morrison of the Jazz staff, they play just as fast with Davion Mitchell as they do with De'Aaron Fox. So they're, they never relent. And I, I do think they just kind of wore the Jazz down. And frankly, this game in the second half, I felt was like, I don't even know what to think about the second half in the sense that, the Kings were up and ahead and in control, and it just never felt like the Jazz were going to get back Do to it. Do you feel like, okay, they push, they play fast, they push the ball up the floor, their their secondary break is, is quick, they do a lot of things, and, and, but is it that is it that fast? Is it that quick? Because once they get over the timeline, you know, they do some some, some crampy things. And, 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 again, Sabonis playing the middle of the floor so often, he just seemed like he could in control everything they do in the half court. Well, and the, we talked about in the broadcast, the thing that changed in Sacramento last year, they used to be just completely dependent on De'Aaron Fox transition. Yeah. They were the second best half court offense in the NBA last year. So they play the most transition of anyone, but then when they don't play transition and they get into the half court, they're the second best team in the league. Like that's really quite a combination. Yeah. And it's why they were the best, most efficient offense in the history of the game. So to some extent, the fact that Jazz got torched by the that team all returning, doesn't bother me. If I actually have a concern tonight, it's that the Jazz couldn't score on a team that was 25th in the league defensively and didn't do anything that makes me think they're going to be any better defensively than they were. And really, if you get down to it, the Jazz couldn't score on the Clippers in the first half of either of their two preseason games either. Though My real concern is whether or not there's enough floor spacing and offensive firepower on this roster. Yeah, and hopefully... They can regroup and make some things happen. We've watched practice. We've watched shoot-arounds. We know what the Jazz want to do. Now, the Sacramento Kings have a, a, a secondary break that they run, and they do it very well. But they have a center that sets picks in the middle, and they're not relying on him to um, to to score, you know, when he's at the, out there that far on the floor. We watched the Jazz try to emulate some teams or try to uh, run that secondary break by whoever gets the ball off the boards, push the ball up the floor, make some things happen. I don't think they're doing that enough. Maybe to keep doing it enough in practice, it starts to get to the point where everyone knows exactly what to do, but they're just not doing that. We saw a lot of guys in that first half put the ball for trying to drive to the basket. The defense of the of, of the Kings with a collapse uh, came up with boy, quite a few turnovers in that first quarter. So one thing you said in one of the early preseason games this year, was that you were concerned for Lowry, that you just thought it was going to be way more difficult for him. Will Hardy said the same thing today in the opening press conference, that it that Lowry is just going to be hard this year. 6 of 15 tonight. What did you see on how hard it's going to be for Lowry? Martin? Well, it's, it's, it's the type of shots that, that 
he's probably going to end up getting. I mean, and, and maybe they won't be those high percentage shots or that he was getting so often um, la- last year. I do believe this, that eventually he figures it out. He's seven foot. I mean, and, 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 and I think sometimes you don't need to play as fast as if he tries to play sometimes to get his shot off. Seven foot, you can shoot over the top of most defenders, step back shots or, you know, whatever. Uh, I think he'll figure it out. I just don't didn't think he was going to get off to that start that he got off to last year. Jordan ended up leading the Jazz with 24. Jazz got some baskets in the third quarter going to the rim. They scored 29 points. The only you know, only four three-point shots in that third quarter. They go one of four. The Kings take 53s tonight. Now, that's obviously an awfully lot, but I don't think you can win a game in the NBA where the, your opponents take 23 more threes than you anymore. That's tough. And, and 53s, I just can't. They took 51 to be exact. 50. But they made 19 for 37%. So in, in the average last year was... I thought it was around 33, 34. You told me it was 36. 36% of all yeah. shots. So if they had taken 100 shots, they should have taken 36 threes. They took 50 preseason this year. Teams took 39% of their shots as threes. It'll be interesting to check the data here in the opening weeks of the season to see whether teams are taking more or less threes than they used to. I thought Keontae George looked okay late. He ran the offense. They turned it over to him. Frankly, I didn't think Taylor had a particularly great game. I didn't think Jordan uh, Colin had a particularly great game. And... Uh, I thought Jordan, uh, I thought of any of them, Keontae actually looked as comfortable out there as anybody else did tonight. Yeah, I, I, I thought so there as well. Uh, I really think he's going to be just fine. Yeah, and the question is going to be how you you cautiously get him exposure and time and, and uh, opportunity out there. I think that's going to be it a little bit. Colin Sexton tonight, two of nine. Taylor Horton Tucker, three of nine. Chris Dunn, two of six. Or three of six or two of six? Three of six. So those three guards, uh, five of 18 for Tucker and Sexton, and then the three of six uh, for those, so eight of 24 for those three guards along the way makes it awfully hard for your offense to have a good game. One of the uh, comments in our comment section I can't seem to find anymore is just a real concern on whether we have enough three-point shooting and we have enough guard shooting. I think that's legit. Chris Dunn and Colin Sexton are low-volume three-point shooters. Clarkson is a low-percentage three-point shooter but high-volume. And then Taylor Horton Tucker is a low-percentage. So, yeah, of our four primary guards, a real concern. Our best three-point shooters are Lowry Markinen and Kelly Olenek, and that adds to a funny, a funky little concept there. So we'll see the next ball game. A, a, a little different style, a team that doesn't play as fast uh, if the Jazz offense clicks with something like that. I mean, this is the first ball game of the year, and you had to run it. Well, I would hate to have the- to get my offense be better against the, or my offense get better against the the Clippers because when the Clippers are healthy, I think they might be the best defense in the NBA with yeah. all those six nine guys. True. Tough start for the Jazz. You got Sacramento tonight, Clippers, then Denver, or then Phoenix, and then Denver. I mean, this is really a gauntlet to open the season. We'll see how the Jazz can bounce back from an open night loss, 130-114. On behalf of David Locke, I'm Ron Boone. This has been Postcast. We'll be with you live after every game. Thanks for joining us in the chat. If you did, if not, thanks for participating in the comment section on YouTube or send us a tweet at 41 straight. It's Ron Boone. I'm David at DLock09. Have a good one, guys. Thank you, sir.